Hey, y'all. I used to say this is confidently free. And, and he this used is Mr. Cornerstone. Yeah, that's what he used to say. But guess what? Doing something a little different now. Now this is Monet. And Travis Miller. And you're listening to episode one of season two of the Becoming, Becoming One, one podcast. podcast. Y'all, so much has happened. But we're not even going to get into that right now. We're just going to give you a little bit of what's going on right now in the world today. First, before we get into that, I want to say, hope everybody's doing well. Appreciate you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. And we just want to let you guys know that we will be kicking off more episodes to come. This is just a little teaser. We just got to dip our toe back into the pool and get things rolling like we always do. So. Yeah, yeah. We got a new soundboard. So if you see me on here playing with it, we got some video too. Amen. Uh huh. We right here. So we got a new soundboard that we messing with. So we learning that and the whole process over again. We have new equipment. New topics, new people, more experience. So it's going to be a whole ride. So right now, what we want to address before the month of July is over, we want to just dive into this real quick and talk about mental health. For the month of July, it is Black Indigenous People of Color Mental Health Awareness Month. That was a mouthful. Um, and so what we want to kind of just talk about is mental health for Black men and Black women and how that has kind of been handled in terms of how the media has handled it, how we've seen it in athletes and how we see it in our day-to-day lives. So before we get in depth regarding athletes and media, Travis. You uh, you didn't want to talk about Simone first? No, I didn't. Okay, go ahead. I want Travis to kind of share with us, share with the class, share with the group. Talk about your recent excursion, your getaway, if you will, that you went on with some people. Some people. So, uh, th- was it last week? No. Week. Well, yeah. Wait, no. Last week, last week we went to we went to Carolina. We Beach. don't know what day it is. <laughs> Stop going by fast. Last week we went to Carolina Beach, but the week before that. I went out to the West Coast, sort of West Coast, but it was Phoenix. Basically the West Coast. Yeah, I just, we just wasn't really on the coast. So we went out to Phoenix and I was with my brothers and all four of us, there's me and three brothers and we haven't been in the same place in over 10 years. So, and that's, that's more so speaking to like, we just go and do. So men usually when they get caught off in their own life they'll just go you kind of separate and do so we were growing we each have families well my oldest brother uh he doesn't have a immediate like marriage or family of his own yet but the rest of us we have families we got our own things going on all of us have our own things going on so it's been over 10 years since we've been in the same place and we went to phoenix uh pretty much in a celebration of Derek's birthday and it was dope because we were out there we were chilling we didn't have like responsibilities mm-hmm. <laughs> So we was just in the desert We didn't want to take care of kids We wasn't looking after Like me look, watching out for you Making Monet. sure your wife eat And she yeah. don't get what hangry What you want to eat Monet Do you want to go here Do you want to do this What do you want Yeah blah 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 Nah whatever we wanted to do We was doing it So we was uh, ATVing in the desert uh, We were plant based here But uh we had rattlesnake out there. Travis is a flexitarian. Yeah, so I don't tell people I'm vegan just because when I go to other places in the world, I want to experience their culture. So, you know, while I'm out there, I'm still going to eat. Um, so we had rattlesnake out there, which was, I guess it was weird. It's weird to me, but I did it just because I'm out there. We had rattlesnake. We did ATV in the desert. 
uh, one lady was on the side of the like the trail. I don't know what happened. She went ahead <laughs> of us, <laughs> but and she was all excited. Yeah, let's go, guys. Let's go. And she went ahead of us, and we going down this trail. And next thing you know, she on the side, just leaned up on a rock. Somebody's holding her head up, and uh, so they, you saw her before she apparently crashed. I don't. I don't know what she did. I don't know if she fell. But did you see her before all that? I, we saw her at like the training. You yeah. got to go through the training. Good, she was yes. all excited. And then the next day, we, <laughs> next time we see her, she's laid out on the side of the uh, the trail. That's terrible. Like, Dang. But anyway, we just you're not supposed to get off. So we still drifting and whatnot down mm. this trail, just going through. But it was a good time. Um, we experienced the city. We just did a lot of hanging out. Had a chill day at the pool just because we didn't. I'm not for the going and just be tired when I come back. So right. uh, it was just a good time. But the getaway of it is it was it's a time for all of us to kind of recharge because mm-hmm. you have those messages between us and we're like, yo, well, when are we getting back together? When's this going to happen? When are we going to get some time yeah. that each of us can kind of just like breathe mm-hmm. a little bit? And that happened. So it was good. So, would you say on scale of one to ten that you felt like you could you were mentally recharged when you came back? Uh, I, I probably about an eight, yeah. seven, something like that. Just because you know I did a lot of planning for that too, mm-hmm. and I I was the driver. I did the planning. You know, it was kind of like the <laughs> orchestrator, mm-hmm. uh, more so coordinator, the, the coordinator during the trip. His precious is precious. Did the organization beforehand. I did like the coordination and whatnot during. So uh, it was still a little bit of organization and work going on, but it was cool. And I think when when it, we talk about mental health or taking time to rest and recharge, I don't think across the board people are intentional enough about planning or scheduling that. It's just like life gets so busy and everything's going on and we don't like people talk about all the time. Oh, you know, you need to take a mental health day or you need to do self-care. But self-care is more than just going to get a massage or going to, you know, taking a day off and going on a day trip. Like it's something you have to maintain and practice on a regular basis. And so I like just even the opportunity you had or even when I went on a trip in June, just getting a taste of that. It's like I feel like this needs to be something that's implemented and intentionally scheduled on a regular basis as a, a form of maintenance on my mental health. What, what do you say about that? Yeah, I think that, honestly, I think we have two different philosophies on mental health, or maybe we're just in a different place mm-hmm. what we're looking at. Because I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but when you talk about mental health or these excursions or vacations, it's more so of like filling your cup back up. Right. It is, but at the same time, it's intentionally having time and space and opportunity to be me outside of my daily roles. Okay. So for me, mentally, it's like I'm resting from wearing the hat all the time or alternating the hats that I'm usually wearing on a daily basis. I get time to be Monet, but in 24 hours, the, the, I don't want to say irresponsible, but the Monet that doesn't have to carry the weight of responsibilities that I have I don't get to be her throughout okay. 24 hours on a regular basis yeah I can get that I dig it so that's what I mean yeah so we are on the same page mm-hmm. um, I think that the part that I kind of hold on to for me is that 
I don't ever want to pour out without being poured into. Yeah. So that's my goal of mental health when it comes to my life. Is I want to get to the point where all of us, you, me, the kids, we're all under the same stream. Mm-hmm. So we're all being poured into at the same time. So it's never... Uh, I have to point to Monet because she's mentally drained right now. It's all of us are being poured into at the same time. I like that. That's good. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. He will shot. And you know, when we talk about, even when you mentioned the kids, like it's a human thing. I think when people think mental health and, you know, health and wellness and all of the self care, I think when you picture it, you're picturing adults making sure that they're good. But even kids have mental health things that they need to take care of. Like, I would wonder what it would be like if I was a kid and I was just like having a rough day and I can't articulate it like as a teenager, a young teenager to take a mental health day. Like that wasn't something that anybody talked about or afforded. But to me, just even the idea of understanding kids have mental health needs as well in terms of self-care, in terms of needing to recharge or even just rest. It kind of humanizes to me the experience of mental health and, and caring for it. Yeah, I think that I would put kids at a higher need for it mm. just because I put the next generation at a, as a uh, more importance than this one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like I get what I'm you're saying up on this generation, but there's some people that are just stuck in what they think and what they do. Mm-hmm. And so you get who you can, but teach the next generation to be better than you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm where I am with it, especially with my kids. Well, our kids are <laughs> you right here too. Yes, oh, I am. Anyway, so especially with our kids, it's kind of like, you know, y'all got to, y'all, y'all will be better than me. Mm-hmm. So y'all will have more tools than I had. You'll have more understanding than I have. And I want to be able to teach you how to deal with these things. So when mm-hmm. it does come up, you'll be able to implement it and add on to it. Yeah. Because their world is going to be completely different than ours. Mm-hmm. But if we're all under that same cup, like if you can picture taking five cups and you all put them under the faucet. And it's just pouring one from the other. Eventually, all Mm -hmm. five will be full and there still will be overflow because you're directly under the stream. Yeah. So if I can teach you how to get under this stream instead of, you know, sitting on the sideline, pouring into other people, Mm -hmm. yada, 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 and then needing to come back to the stream, then instead, uh, let me back up, then needing to come back to the stream, you what ends up happening is they'll be empty. And they complete or keep going on this same cycle that we kind of went on. Yeah. Uh, Because that's how I thought about it at first was, okay, I'm full. Let me go fill somebody up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me go back and get full. Now let me go fill somebody up. And it's like this cycle that keeps going on. And you just end up tired because it's like running back and forth to the uh, a brook or river or whatever. But if you can get under the stream and say, hey, come this way. There's water here. You'll be filled here. Come this way. Mm -hmm. And whoever is in my circle we can all sit up under the stream. Not everybody's going to come and I'm cool with that. But if we can all sit up under the stream and be full, I'm good with that. So I like how you like basically we're talking about teaching the next generation. So them being this young and understanding and experiencing and learning the language and being able to articulate puts them in a good position to be able to form those boundaries of saying, this is too much. I need to stop. I need to rest X, right. Y, and Z. And when you talk about even the young athletes of today, you take a Simone Biles or you take take a Naomi Osaka. So Simone Biles, when she originally withdrew from that particular um, competition in the Olympics, yeah. 
Um, I think she had just finished doing, um, the, was it the high, the high balance beam? I think she was doing the balance beam. Um, and she like got, got lost in the air. Like she couldn't figure out where she needed to be. And then she walked over and talked to her trainer and they talked to the coach and she was pretty much done with the rest of the, the events. And people were giving her a lot of flack about it and all this other stuff. But someone made a great comparison and I wish I could remember who posted it. They basically were talking about a gymnast who years ago, she had injured herself, told the coach, I'm hurt. Coach was like, well, can you still do it? And she was like, I don't know. Yeah. She couldn't feel her leg. And she decided to continue on and do the event, landed on one leg and everybody. Mm-hmm. This, this is a young athlete. Yes. This ain't no, super young. She ain't no 20 something. There was still, I think they some, were 18. She was 18 and she, she did the jump, landed on one foot and everybody could just, only thing they could talk about was how amazing it was and how that's so graceful and so brave of her. And she had so much courage, but she ended her career at 18 because of that injury. And it's like, some people talk about how Simone, you know, she, you know, wasn't there for her team and all that stuff, but to be able to have enough um, self-awareness and enough confidence in herself to say, you know what, I'm not in a good space right now. I can't do this because people talk about gymnastics and sports and how it's all this physical strength. And, but you have to be mentally aware and mentally present when you're doing those flips and those jumps and doing all this other stuff. If your mind is somewhere else, you're going to land wrong and you're going to injure yourself. And the fact that she could even say that enough to step away and make that choice and decision for herself and not just kind of put her body on the line for the sake of entertainment I think that that's her her way of being self-aware in her mental wellness journey, if you will. Yeah, shout out to all the athletes. There was Simone, there was Naomi, um, and whoever else. Those are the two names that stick out the most to me just because they're recent. But I'm pretty sure there was others that did the same in recent history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know Kyrie Irving is an example of that. But shout out to them if, if they need to take a mental break from whatever then they should do that. That's their life. But, and I think that that's a part of our entire generation, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I was having this conversation with my uncle about this stuff, and we're realizing, like, none of these people care about us. Not at these, all. <laughs> we have these, these uh, companies. competitions, these companies. we giving our all for these things, and next thing you know, you just throw them away. That The one that you were talking about, mm-hmm. her coaches went on. Mm-hmm. They kept going. They had long, successful careers. And they threw and you she was done at 18. Yeah, so you you want me to pour out, you want me to give my all here, you want me to sacrifice my body. To sacrifice my body, my mind, my spirit even. Uh, I don't know anybody with a degree working a like quote unquote professional career that isn't working 6 to 7 days a week right now. Mm-hmm. 6 to 7 days a week. And that's the expectation, like this unwritten rule that you're supposed to just be available. Yeah. Well, I know my dad worked a lot when we were young, but he was usually at home by four mm-hmm. and he didn't work weekends. Mm-hmm. He could if he wanted to, but he didn't. The option. Now, no, you 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 don't work weekends. What? Don't you're not you're not working at night. What? What do you what you what do you mean? So no. The, we know that they're willing to trade us in the in the heartbeat or fire us or whatever word you want to put on it. We know that we're just a piece of this puzzle. To this company or this organization or even, uh, I don't know, sports teams that people get traded all the time. They give them their life, their health. These athletes walk away with lifelong injuries. Mm-hmm. Football players. But they won the gold. 
Yeah. They won the championship. Football players, basketball players, basketball players. You see you see how uh Chuck is walking? Charles Barkley. Yeah. You yeah. see how he walking? That's from playing basketball all his life, putting all those miles on his legs. They tired, they hurt, but they get tossed to the side at the end unless you're like one of the superstars or whatever. Yeah. And you have some career afterwards. But at the same time, like all of us, we have to advocate for ourselves. Like, no, you can't have any more of me. This mm. is this is all you get. I'm through yeah. with this. I will come back and continue to work and fulfill what I've said I was going to fulfill with you. Because I'm not saying I'm about to drop the ball on my work. Mm-hmm. My work is going to get done. But right now, my work also included, you know, such and such amount of PTO. I'm using what is rightfully mine so yeah. that I can take care of myself. Outside of that, uh, if I'm if my work is being done. And I'm only doing what I said I was going to do. There should be no discussion, mm-hmm. none. And it's this this ownership almost, like not necessarily I own you, but I own your time. Right. And so even like when Naomi Osaka just made the decision, put a boundary up, I'm not doing these interviews. Didn't even care that she was getting fined. I guess she paid the fine or whatever. But even still, people are making this big to do, like you have the audacity to get upset because I don't want to speak to you. And like, I'm, I'm obligated. I'm mandated to have a conversation with you for you to ask me things that could one completely take me out of the headspace. I need to be in to perform as I should be able to, but you can't, I mean, I understand they have rules and regulations that people are saying are outdated and all these other things, but just this idea that we, as a society feel like we own athletes time like you shut up and dribble the ball or you should just focus on the game and all this other stuff as if our our minds are programmed to just operate like robots to do what other people want us to do well i i get why they would be aggravated about that though to be honest with you i get why like the interviewers or whatever they would be aggravated like wait you're supposed to do this Mm -hmm. part of the reason why they get paid so much is because they're expected to do all these interviews, which brings money to multiple organizations, multiple media yep. outlets, yada, yada, yada. Right. Yep. So they under under their pay there. That's part of it. And that's why their pay is going up. It's like, no, you expect me to sit down with such and such reporter, do this interview, this interview, this interview, this interview, make money for all these people. But I don't get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. So their their pay is going up. But. This is where, for me, I draw the line and I agree with the athlete. So I, I understand while they're mad, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they have a right to it. It's still a money thing. Because yeah. the athlete can always say no and here's your money. So that's how I see the fees that they get. Like, oh, they got fined $20,000 or whatever. Here's your money. Yeah. I don't want it. I need to take care of me. And I mean, it is what it is. So it's it's kind of like going and getting a refund or getting refused service. Yeah. yeah, you came here willing to pay. I'm not willing to serve you. Mm. Take your money. Go about your business. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and I've always been an advocate of this, like mental health trickles down into your physical health. So if you're not doing well mentally, your body is going to let you know. Your body is going to send out send up alarms like, hey, we're not okay. You need to do something about it. So I commend the athletes for, you know, or even anybody, whether you're working and you're taking sick days or you decide to leave a job because you can tell that the work environment is toxic. Like if you're leaving or walking away or stepping back from something that's impacting your mental health in a negative way, I salute you and I, I clap it up for you right here. And and if let's bring it back to family though. Uh-huh. Because and I know we you know I know you want to keep it short or uh-huh. whatever. But 
I got a couple points. Uh huh. <laughs> so let's bring it back to family. Bring it back. Right, in society today, uh, it's expected that job is first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Travis, you know you the you the man of the house. You got to take care of family, which means you got to make sure things are paid for. Yada yada. You got to work. Whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you got to work. So it's expected that job is first mm-hmm. because that's what takes care of family. Right. Yada yada yada. Whatever. Now, I want to kind of put out there, it's almost like a counterculture, but it's, I guess it's more of a subculture. Instead of putting the job first and putting our energy into, okay, I got to make sure that uh, the job is taken care of, this, that, and the third. Uh, I got a meeting here, blah, 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 blah. I think that as much as possible, our energy should be reserved for our family first. After your energy is reserved for your family first, then... Uh, well, yourself, your family, then outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever is left on the outside, that's what goes into the job and work. And once it starts to push in to anything else, like once it starts to eat into family, then it's okay. You're overstepping boundaries. Yes. Right. Instead of right now, we have work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, family, then myself. And I think that's what's draining so many people. Is just because we're giving everybody else our first, mm. and not even we didn't, we didn't even put God in that yet, right? Right. So we're giving everybody else our first, and we're left with nothing, uh, and we're left with nothing. Honestly, we're left with nothing to give our family. We were just talking to somebody who said that their bring that up. Their biggest issue was time. Yeah, just the time to be able to give to the person that they say that they love. Mm-hmm. Right. So this society, we gotta we gotta switch this thing back around, where our families, ourselves, our God, we are giving them our energy, our firsts, and then we can go and say, okay, this is what I have to provide for, whatever. Y'all can get your eight hours. Y'all can get whatever the case is, but this is mine. This is my sacred time. Right. And when you do things in order, like you just talked about, God, yourself, family, and then everything you have left is divvied up. When you do stuff in order, usually that kind of recalibrates the flow of how things were going. When you start to put the job first, then put your family last and leave God out completely, like stuff can get jumbled up and then it just opens the door for all types of chaos and, and discord and all these other things. So when you do stuff in an orderly fashion, then that opens up the door for the flow of communication and time and energy and things are just flowing and connecting a little bit better than they were before. Yeah. Um, and then last three and I'm done. All right. Mm-hmm. Last three and I'm done. So I want to go back to when I was talking about uh, the water being poured into the cup. Mm-hmm. So again, picture cups underneath a faucet. You have a couple options. You have the cups on the counter and you're taking your cup, you're filling up the cups on the counter, yada, yada. You have to go back and forth to fill those up. Right. Or you can have all the cups under the one stream and everybody's getting filled up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you remain full. And not only do you remain full, since you're underneath the source, everything that comes in that area uh-huh. gets filled as well. Right? Uh-huh. Without you having to go and fill up others in the area so you remain full uh-huh this is you creating the life that you actually want to live mm. right this is you creating or working the work that you want to work uh right now i work at a company 
mm-hmm. and it feels like it takes energy from me. Yeah. Right. Well, when I'm doing uh, like the when I'm doing the Miller Initiative, it feels like it gives energy to me. Yeah. So it's more of a service to me to do that, even though I'm I'm working for it. I'm working for our, our company. I'm talking about the Miller Initiative. Oh. I'm working working. <laughs> in the Miller initiative but it feels like it's giving to me yeah i'm being filled as i do that work like as i'm do as i do podcasts with you i'm being filled mm-hmm. so it's not energy draining as so much as energy giving so that's the that's like that faucet of being able to fill you and everybody else around you is teaching people how to create that life that fills them and then inviting anybody who's willing to get involved to be filled as well Instead of just out in the open uh, to be like, filled up as time or as somebody like, oh, let me get away from my source to come and help you out or whatever. Yeah. But th- the reason there's three reasons why I want to why I think that that's important. And that's one is involving other people and the last two involves you. So other people will never be able to appreciate your time, energy and effort the way that you do that. part. They don't know the price of it. Uh, they don't know how long it took you to get to that place. They 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 just can't. It doesn't matter how close they are to you, right? If I gave you something, you appreciate it, but you don't know what it cost me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it looks easy. If I made it look easy, if it, it looked hard, whatever. You don't know the cost of the gift that I'm giving you. Yeah. So another person won't ever be able to appreciate the gift to the magnitude that the gift giver is giving mm. right if you look at the perfect example of jesus christ in the gift of his life what magnitude of appreciation do we put on that with our life right mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying i do the gift giver is usually uh giving more of himself than he gets in appreciation right so you have to make sure that you are filled at all times so that when you are giving out, when you're giving to somebody else, it's it's not you just giving what you don't have and then being left with nothing. Like you just you just sitting on the couch like, oh, man, I can't do nothing else. I yeah. can't do no more. And you ain't even got the energy to go to the <laughs> go to the source and get what you want. Mm. You know what I mean? Just because you're giving everything to everybody else. Uh, the second part is you, but you in the present. Right. Uh-huh. So. You aren't able to do what you need to do if you're giving to everybody else. You're spending all your time worrying about, uh, I don't know, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, whoever, Mm -hmm. friend, whoever it is. If you're always having to pour into all these people, you you don't get poured into yourself because you have to chase everybody else around. And it takes you away from wherever you're going. It takes you away from your focus, right? from your discipline. Um, the direction that you were going in you have to make these detours in order to help them out that reminds me like the book of eli have you seen that movie yeah yeah when he was like stay on the path that's not my concern that's not my concern yeah for real because people will come to you with nothing Mm -hmm. talking about nothing nothing. wanting nothing like you you ever got off the phone and it's just like man what what, what was i talking about for the last two hours Mm -mm. you telling me that i gotta work eight hours 10 hours 12 hours at work right then I'm going to sit on the phone for two hours talking about nothing. Not a thing. 14 hours of my day is gone. Now you add on eating. What, an hour for each meal or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Now you add 17 hours of your day. 
Well, there's only 24. <laughs> How much time can you give to everybody else to do nothing? I mean, hey. So everybody, if, if you're in your present, you're giving to everybody else. It's taking you away from your mission. It's less and less time that you have to get where you want to go. Right. So you, it's, you just can't. You can't afford to give everybody else what you don't have. And then the third thing is you and your future. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your spouse. You owe it to your children. Uh, but I'm going to stick to you. You owe it to you in the future to do what you said you were going to do to bring that person to life. Mm -hmm. That's the person that you owe it to. You said that that's where you were going. You said that you were bringing me into this world. Mm. So when, when are you going to say that I'm important enough to bring this person into this world? Uh huh. You get what I'm saying? I do. You owe it to you in the future to, to do what you need to do to come into this world. The you of the future. Leave it to Travis to drop the bombs. Just nuggets. Uh, if, that's it. If you I'm got done. nothing, you should have. So, all right, y'all. Told you we was going to keep it short today. Short, simple, sweet, all the things. So, once again, y'all, this is Monet. I thought you was going to say Calvary Day Free. Not today. Yeah, this is Travis Miller. Oh, it sounds so weird. We're going to have to get that together. Yeah, y'all know our real names now. <laughs> so, uh, y'all get comfortable. We're going to have to figure it out. Anyway. We'll do an introduction next time so y'all know more a little bit yes and you just listened to another episode of the becoming, becoming one, one podcast. podcast all right y'all be easy peace